Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, sports, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career and life forward. My guest today, Ty Washington, is a 400-meter world champion in track and field, NFL alumni, former law enforcement police officer, and motivational speaker and trainer. And today, he encourages, motivates, and inspires people from all walks of life that regardless of the adversity they encounter or their environment, to have a positive mindset and surround themselves around positive people. That's really the way it should be, man. And he's encountered a lot of t- uh, adversity in his life with losing four championship gold medals and his world record due to his two teammates doping. Ty said no to drugs. They did not. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, and he's faced adversity his whole life, diagnosed as asthma as a child that almost put him down. And many physicians who treated him said that he could never be able to play sports. And we'll talk about how far uh, he, he did that. It's pretty awesome. Made it to the NFL and done a whole bunch of amazing things. And he's got a crazy diverse background. We're going to talk about his story. We're going to talk about how he's trying to influence billions of people all around the world. Tyree Washington, Ty Washington, welcome to the show, my man. It's a pleasure, man, Adam. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So let's start things off, right? So normally, you know, I always like to ask guests to tell their stories, uh, anything that I didn't fill in. But I want to I talk about a quote that you, that you love, and it's, quote, destiny can be delayed but not denied. Why is that your favorite quote, and what does that mean to you? Well, many years ago when I was, I was still competing in track and field, I was getting to a point where, like, I was getting older. And so a lot of, there was a lot of people like, hey, it's time. Ty, Ty's time is up. Like, he's, he's, no longer, he's, no longer, he's no longer the way he was when he was younger and just ripping off these times. But I was really frustrated. Went to my coach, Blackman Ehem, and, and I, I, shared with him, I shared with him my frustration. And he gave his, it's like his father gave him, gave him uh, you know, the destiny can be delayed, destiny can be delayed, but not denied. And so he passed that on to me. So it was like this passing the baton. And what he told me is he said that in life that we all have a destiny and we may encounter, you know, situations, we may encounter, you know, people or whatever that may try to slow you up from getting to your destiny, but they can never stop you. And, and sure enough, uh, like, the, you know, a year later, I ended up winning another world title. And so it, it just, you know, put everything in perspective to me is that, that, you know, I can't listen. You, I, you, no one should listen to any other people, you know, any, um, anybody else. They should focus on their vision and they should stay in their lane and they should do whatever makes them happy. Adam, I think you cut out. Sorry, I'm on, I'm on mute, man. There we go. You know, it, it was, I was saying it was really interesting to research you and, and learn about your background and, and all the different intricacies of it. Um, so let's jump into that story right now. And your story is really about overcoming adversity. Adversity. I mean, what was it like? I mean, all that training, all that passion, all that hard work to lose something that you worked for, for someone else's poor decision. Let's take, take it back to us and let's backtrack for a second and kind of give everyone kind of the context of that story. And then I'd love to hear, you know, what that felt like, man. Well, back in 2003, I was having the, I was having like the greatest season of my track and field career. And I was undefeated leading up to the world champion, the outdoor world championships in uh, Paris. And my, and I, 
you know, for, you know, at the time for me, I was like, well, it would be an act of God if I didn't win this world championship title in the 400 meters. And You're so ready. I lost, I was ready. I was ready to go, man. I was prime and mentally, physically. And then I'm going through the rounds feeling great. Then I get to the finals and I just started to feeling, I start feeling kind of bad, like about 150 meters to go, 100, 120. And my teammate Jerome Young passed me up and he ended up taking the, he ended up taking the, uh, taking the victory and, and uh, winning the four, winning the 400 meters. But I, I remember it was like I was I was standing on the track and and I'm looking up to this big huge like jumbotron like and it's kind of doing the replay and I'm just like what the heck happened? It was like I got just right. socked in the stomach by like Deontay Wilder or something, man, like Mike Tyson. And I remember I was like try, I was I went over to congratulate them, you know, be a good sportsman, congratulate my teammate. And and I remember there was like something wasn't it was something wasn't it was off and he was already under investigation for doping in um, 1999. And then sure enough, like a year later in 2004, in this actually in Paris again, he had tested positive. And then some months later, in November 20, 20, November 2004, he, um, he got banned for life. And then five years later, then they, five years later, my other teammate, he admitted he was doping for over like 10 years. And, and so since we're on a, all on a relay together, then it's like if one does something, one person does something bad, then they, right. you know, basically we all do, we, I mean, we're all affected. And they stripped me of four world championship gold medals and my world record. That's what I want people to understand is that these, these titles are not like national titles. These are world championship gold medals and my world record that, that they, they took away from me. And no athlete in history has been hit as hard as I have. Do you, do you resent them? How do you feel towards those guys? Well, I mean, at, at first I was very, I mean, I was very distraught. I was frustrated. I mean, I shed some tears because, I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. Naturally, you're like, you know, why am I getting punished? But, but I get the fact it's that if, if it's a team sport. If one falls, we all fall. And a lot of my friends, a lot of my teammates from other countries, from like Great Britain and Jamaica, obviously they got, they got bumped up in the medal, uh, you know, the medal, uh, within the medals. And, and so I just felt like, how could you just betray us? How could you betray me? And, we're supposed to have this this unity, this bond, this trust, and this brotherhood. Like we all we all stick together. We make good decisions, so we can have a good, so we have a great outcome. And but so I had I, I harbored some some hatred in my heart for a little while. But then, I for me it was everything was about forgiveness. I had to forgive them because I knew that they weren't bad people. They just made a bad decision. I mean, and a horrible decision. And so I just have to just turn that bad situation into something good. Yeah, I mean, it's so tough. I mean, these are things that are out of your control. I mean, I don't want to get into what you know, what you didn't know going into that, you know, situation. But like, you know, how do you get to that point of forgiveness? I mean, I know you had to have such rage and anger as any normal human being would have in that moment. But how, how did you find forgiveness? Where did you have to look inside to find that forgiveness? Where was that spot for you, Ty? Well, for, for me, it's like, I, I mean, I have, a, I have a relationship with God and I read my Bible and I pray. Faith. And and like it's my in my faith and to me it's like it's like well i had to ask myself it's like that you know what would god do well you know would god want me to continue to just hate them from the you know for the decisions that they made and no he wouldn't because what if i mean it's like you, you sometimes you have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes even if they you know they may have committed a horrible act and and they're a human being they, like nobody is perfect we all have issues we all have flaws and for whatever reason what's going on in their life they made a decision to where they like they want to take a shortcut they wanted to cheat but but you know, God helped me to be able to forgive them because, right. because without forgiveness, man, it's like, there's no healing. And that's so hard for people. And it's such a, a, a point to get to in your life. But, but let me ask you this, right? There's gotta be some solace in the fact that yes, while you don't have that physical metal on you, you know that you won, 
right? I mean, yeah. even the individual stuff too. I mean, you know, you know that you're you're fast as shit, man, right? You know that you were at the at the top of that game, but you know, we we you're in this game for you know. You want to be up there on that podium, right? You want to be winning that thing. That that's a tough one. But let's rewind a little bit because this isn't the first time you faced adversity. And let's talk about your NFL career. I believe you were signed by Washington, right? And no, then. I no, I was signed by, by the Chargers. By the Chargers, yes. In uh, in in '99, um, and then the Raiders picked you up, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and and, yeah. and and what happened there, man? Talk about your your stint in the NFL. Yeah. So uh, so my I didn't want to run track. I didn't want to do all the things I did in track and field and win all these world titles. I mean, I ran track like most football players to stay in shape. I mean, as a young boy, I looked up to Walter Payton and Eric Dickerson. I wanted to be just like them. And they were track and going to the NFL was everything. And so in high school, I was, a, I was a great athlete in both sports, track and football. And when I signed with University of Oregon to play football full scholarship, I could have went anywhere in the country. And, uh, but things didn't quite work out because of some academic reasons. So a uh, coach from, uh, you know, my, well, my coach Blackman, he and my junior college coach recruited me to go run in San Diego Valley College in San Bernardino, California. He turned, into, he turned me into a phenomenal quarter miler, a great quarter miler. But I always told him, I said, I want to go back and play football. That's like, that's like my goal. That's my dream. Yeah. And and if I once I once I sign with a team, I'm not going to I'm not going to come back. Uh, to, I'm not going to come back to track and field. And so I in 1999 I hired an agent, uh, Dr. Harold Daniels. Uh, may he rest in peace. And I um, and his assistant um, JJ Fornor. So I was working a lot with JJ and uh, Dr. Harold Daniels was he was uh, working with other NFL teams and and to try to help me to get a work. I'm um, trying to give me schedule for workouts. And so I I got he scheduled me with the New York Giants, the Green Bay Packers, the Cardinals, and the uh, and the Raiders. And so I worked out for all those teams and I did a great, I did a great job. And I decided to, I decided to side with the Chargers because at the time my, my son was only three months old. So I wanted, and I, he was like an hour and a half away from me. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I wanted to go to New York. That's where I wanted to go. And you play for the G men. I went, yes. Yeah, sure did. And I wanted to go play for the giants and I wanted to, I wanted to be there to let me play kickoff return and, and play a cornerback and, and so I was in camp and things were going great, but then I got hurt and I came back and I wasn't getting enough playing time. And so I got released Then I got picked up by Oakland, but I didn't go to Oakland and I was already on the team. I mean, I was already on the team. And, and the reason why I didn't go, because there was a lot of things I was young in my marriage and, and there was a lot of things personally that was going on. And I talked about that a lot in my book, find a biography. Life. And so, but, but I had the chance. I mean, you know, for me, if I wanted to stay in the NFL, I could have stayed in the NFL, but I decided to choose my marriage over going to the NFL. That's, 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 that's a huge point, man. I mean, that's another point where you're at the pinnacle of your sport. You're at the top of the top, right? You're at the top of the top of track, top of the top of football, and you made decisions. You made decisions based on, you know, your love of other people, your love for other passions. And that's, that's certainly commendable too. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, You've seen temptation in your life. You've seen other athletes destroy their careers due to performing enhancing drugs. Um, and you established uh, Killeroid, right? To educate young people on the dangers of drugs. And then you rebranded it and expanded the organization to talk about all types of drugs. And what was the name of it? Drugs Be Gone? I like that. Um, let's talk about starting that foundation and the purpose and mission. Yeah, so I, I mean, I started Killeroid years ago because obviously when I lost four world championship, my gold medals, I wanted to turn a bad situation into something good. And Love so, it. so I... I so that's why I created, created, you know, we had started with Drugs Be Gone, but we're actually looking to broaden that because 
I mean, I'm, I was like, I'm a former law, former, former law enforcement and peace officer. And so I want to talk about more recreational drugs because even within my family, it is just, it just taking a toll on my family members and so many people I know. But the whole point of my message is that I want to educate people about how recreational drugs and performance enhancing drugs can just ruin people's lives and, and that they can make better choices. And that even if they're all, even if they are having um, uh, substance abuse issues, whatever it may be, is that, that they hang around the right people and have an encouragement and, and follow the right steps, uh, the positive steps that they can be able to overcome that. So, but yeah, that was my, that was my whole mission is just to, to flip it, man. I wanted to like, Hey, this is a horrible situation. It's just, it's horrible. I mean, I'm losing my medals. I'm losing millions of dollars. And so like, how am I going to turn this bad situation into something good? And I care a lot about the young people. So I'm like, I got to educate the young Love people it. and inspire them and share my story and plant those seeds. And, and uh, so it can just blossom all over the world. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, just going back to some of your injuries, I mean, how are you feeling these days? Are you still running? Are you still active? How do you stay in shape? Yeah, I'm still running. I mean, I, I don't, I don't run as much as I, I want to. My wife is in, my wife is a sergeant in the U S army. And so I get out there and run with her, you know, here and there, but for the most part, who's I mean, faster? Uh, well, I'm faster. Yeah, I'm faster. <laughs> even uh, yeah, she, she's only like five, three, she got little legs and not to say that you can't be that short and run fast, but right. But my, I still can open up. I still can open up my stride like a, like a cheetah and right. Still run fast. <laughs> get up on her. I love. Yeah, it. I, I get up on. I get up on her real quick. But um, I mean, I live three days a week, and and I just stay in my lane. I, I stick with what works for me, and and that's it. And I'm gone. I mean, I just other times I'm just walking and and chasing my kids. That's about it. I love it. Uh, how how long have you been married for? I've been married for going on ten years. So my anniversary oh. on the, May twenty eighth is coming up. That's awesome, man. I got I got my tenure coming up on March thirteenth, and uh, oh, awesome. congrats on awesome. that. How how many kids do you have? How old they are? Yeah, so I have I have six I have six kids total. So I got a basketball team. <laughs> yeah, you got to play zone. I got to play zone, man. And uh, so my oldest is like <laughs> they, they they the age range from like it's, they got a crazy age range. But my oldest is my oldest is twenty three years old. Then I have my fifteen year old. Then I have a soon to be ten year old in about two weeks. And, and then I have, then I have, yeah, I'm very busy. And then I have my, my six year old and my two and six month old. I love it. So, yeah. so two personal questions here. All right. Let, let, let's get ties. Number one piece of, all right. So we have, a, let's pretend we have a buddy in front of us. He just got married yesterday. What's that one piece of advice you would give him to be in, have a successful marriage? Oh, I love this. I love this question right here. I, <laughs> this, this, this is a good one right here. It's like the nitty gritty. So what I would it's tell Valentine's that, Day tomorrow, man. We got to get into it, man. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. We got to yes, keep love yes, alive, dude. Yes, man. We do have to get into this, man. Like, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give everybody the advice that my pastor gave me. Like, she's, I mean, like, I mean, 15 years ago. I mean, it's been long. But so make sure you always date your wife. Always date your spouse. Period. I love Just that one. And and the reason why is that because people have to think about this and with marriage is is that when you were dating, you were doing everything you can to impress your spouse, right? And so you were, you were smelling good and you were saying the right things, you were dressing good. You were showering. Clothes. You were showering. <laughs> I mean, you would take them to the movies, you would hold their hand. I mean- You would romance, like, you, would, you would be romancing you're, there. You're romancing them. But when you get married, you have a tendency to get comfortable. You're like, you know what, they're not really gonna go anywhere. And, and that's, and it's really, you know, to be comfortable is to, to cause, to get comfortable is to cause a lot of problems in your marriage. But when you have to, when you date, when you can date your spouse, you keep the fire constantly going and Love it just, it. It, it keeps, it keeps everything new. And so that's the advice that's I would give everybody is just, yeah, always date your spouse. I love it. And just to kind of riff off that a little bit, you know, I'm big into surprises. You know, I don't buy my wife flowers on Valentine's Day and her birthday because that's when you would expect it. I, I do surprise and delight. I do things when she's not expecting it. I know when she's having a rough week. Uh, yes. and those are the things that really count because 
any anybody could remember it's Valentine's Day or a birthday and send flowers, but it's about recognizing those moments that keep love alive. I love it. Now switching gears for a little bit. You got six kids. You're a pro at this dad thing. What's a piece of advice? No, let's switch it up a little bit, Ty. What what is like what is that crazy lesson that you learned about yourself only after being a dad? Like what what did you really learn about yourself? So after being the crazy lesson I learned is that that every kid is not a, I mean every kid that you have there's not a cookie cutter. They're not cookie cutter like they're not all the same. It's like every kid has a they have a different type of mentality and their personalities are different and cuz all of my kids like you know they some means you know I have a couple of them that seem like they're similar but the rest of them like they're off the wall. I'm like like what are you doing? Like you're climbing on the wall like you're Spider-Man. And and then I have another my then my daughter she's very just subtle and just relaxed and and just really laid back and so and I think also too is that always think about just because you're successful and you're doing phenomenal things in your life, it does not mean that your kids are going to be successful. And I really learned that. That's true. And so like you, you wish that they would, you wish that they follow in your footsteps, but, but you know, for my kids, me and my wife, we're always, we're always pushing is that you do something you love to do and you give it a hundred percent. If you start, if you, if you want to, if you want to be involved in the activity, once you start it, you can't quit it. I don't care how much, we don't care how much you dislike yep. it. You're going to, you're going to finish it. So in our family, it's about some, you start something, you're definitely going to finish it. Yeah. That's a, that that's that's so true. So let's um let's shift gears a little bit and you know we 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 kind of glazed over your amazing running career um your 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 professional athletic career. Um what's that one takeaway that you have from sports, right? Like what is that what is that one thing that you want to take from sports and pass on to your kids? I I think is is I think it goes back to just what I was saying is it just make sure you have that no quit attitude um and and that you just don't ever give up because, you know, one thing I've learned is I didn't have a father in my life and my coaches, my coaches were my fathers, teachers were my, they were my, my I got, I got so many surrogate mothers and fathers out there. And, and one thing that I've always realized is that, is that they, if somebody is like, you have to make sure you do something that you love, regardless of what somebody else, how someone else feels about it. Because if someone, if the person, like if the person tells you, well, they dislike what you're doing, then you're going to quit it. So just love what you do. Be passionate about it. Because when you're passionate about what you do and you just love it and you would do it on your worst days, it's like you would go, you would do phenomenal things. And even if you don't, I mean, it's like success is defined in, in so many different ways, but it's still like you're giving it hundred percent. And when it's all said and done, you're like, Hey, I gave it all I got. And so I could be at peace yeah. with that. So that's what I, that's what I really learned. So what are you up to now? 2020, 20, what is Ty doing? Let's bring everyone up to speed. How are you taking all this knowledge and experience and just, wealth of life experiences and how are you paying that forward well I'm, I'm a certified i'm a certified speaker trainer and coach now and so i get opportunity to be able to share my story and my message uh, all over the country all over the world and i have an autobiography that's coming out and it's called uh, they told me no and we have a little tagline on it it's like i turn no into yes and yes into success and so my, my book is going to be able to my book is going to be able to you know it's going to inspire and motivate and encourage and give people hope uh, from all walks of life and and that's uh, so why I, I love speaking i'm still working with athletes and just helping them to be able to to you know set them up for set them up you know a position to where they can get a college scholarship and and it's not only just the training on the physical training but it's also the mental training as well and so i do I a lot it. of mental performance and uh just just life coaching and, and just i just share my message i mean i have a after i finish this book i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm writing a children's book actually nice. about, about steroids and, oh, man. and so I've already started, I've already started the book. So um, I'm going to, 
I'm gonna you know, we're working to see like maybe that it may kind of drop the same time. But I don't know yet, so we'll see. But I uh, I dig it, man. Yeah. So, so let so me, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, no, this like I was gonna say, just like my whole path in life is just to share my story and like my message, just empower people because that's 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 what I want to do before I leave this earth is plant as many seeds as I possibly can. So I'm gonna ask a question that I usually wait till the end but you know you're talking a lot about legacy what does that word legacy mean to you what do you want to leave this earth remembered by well i don't i want people i want i want people to understand that even though life can life is going to bring you a lot of troubles a lot of trials and a lot of grief but that the one thing that's going to help that is hope and when people look at when you look at hope you look at there's so many people in the world that are going through what we went through and maybe a lot worse and they have overcome they have they per, they persevered and and so i want them just to hang on to that to look at my life that hey man tyree this little knucklehead riverside kid from riverside california scrawny kid grew up very poor and and but had that had a heart of a champion heart of a lion that Love he it. kept pressing he kept pressing forward and he never he never gave up and if i can do it i know they can do it and and that's what i want people to leave i want to leave with people i don't really to be honest with you all the accolades and stuff that i have that's all fine and dandy that's great but that stuff is going to wither away but the message that I implanted people, that's going to last for, that's going to last for, 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 for forever because people can just keep passing on and passing it on. But my medals, I mean, that stuff is, that stuff will wither away. I mean, my message is more important. Damn, that, that, that's tremendous, dude. And, and I, I absolutely love that. Ty, there's so much authenticity in your story and in, in, in the way that you talk. I mean, it just resonates deeply with, with me and I know with millions out there around the world. What does that word authentic mean to you? How would you define it? Just, be, just being real, just being yourself. Don't try to, don't try to, I mean, I know social media and, you know, everybody's trying to Photoshop and filter their life, but don't try to show, Photoshop and filter your life. Just be who you are. People love when you can just be genuine and just when be compassionate and be empathetic to them and show, show the empathy. It's like, that, that's, to me, that's about being authentic, just being bare, just being bare to people. And a lot of people, I mean, pro, you know, the downfall of, of many of us, the 7.7 billion people on the planet, in a certain point in time is, is our pride. And we have, to, we have to kick our pride aside, kick that ego aside, and we have to show people who we are. And if you have a problem, don't be afraid to open up your mouth. God gives, God gives, God gives all of us a mouth. And, you know, they, the old saying is that closed mouth don't get fed. Let people know who you are. Let people know who you're going through. And don't be embarrassed. And I know people, you know, I, I tell people this, that, like, if you look on YouTube, they have a thumbs, dumb, a thumbs up and thumbs down. You can go out there and feed a million people, right? And you can have, like, you know, you can have so many thumbs up. But there's going to be somebody that's going to there's going to be so many people that are going to have the thumbs down. They're going to dislike what you do. So you do what makes you happy and what you makes do. other people better in life. That's what I want. That's what I want everybody to do. I encourage Yeah, you. dude. I, I love it. So let me ask you a question. What are you scared of? What scares you in this world, man? I get, I get scared sometimes of, of, and I know it's crazy, but I get scared of, of failing, but I know failure is one of the greatest, um, you know, is, is one of the greatest teachers. And, and it's like, you know, for me, I want to do good. I want to help everybody. And my wife always tells me, she says, Ty, you have a, you have a big, big heart and you want to just talk to everybody. You want to help everybody. And I just, I feel bad when I see people suffer. I really do because I, as growing up as a little boy, I seen so many people suffer. And, and so like that, that, that failure, but I know that I can't please everybody. I can't do everything. And so I just have to just, like I said, I would stay in my lane 
and just and just do what I can for just that person that, that that's in my vicinity and and I can reach on a podcast or I can reach on on a social media platform and that and that's it. So I, I I love it, man. And let me ask you this, right? And I and these are a few questions that I ask every guest on my show because I love to get different perspectives. Everyone has different life experiences. What is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on every single day of your life? Oh, the single piece of advice. Wow. That you take action on daily. Like every single day you follow this advice, you follow this mantra, something that you live by. I would go by, well, it's, it's this right here. I About a year ago, I was able to do some work with Jack Canfield. And Jack Canfield, is a, he's a speaker, uh, he's a trainer, coach. He's, he's awesome, one of the best in the world uh, up there with Tony Robbins. And I took uh, his, his TTO course, was his train the trainer online, and I got certified. And it was just, it was amazing taking this course. And one thing, as I was studying and going through this program, he has this formula and it's E plus R equals O. And, and he said, and the, the vice, it's like, you're giving, you're giving me the vice and everybody else is like, like in life is E stands for event, R stands for response and O stands for outcome. He said in life, we're all, we have, we're gonna encounter all these different events. I mean, you may be driving on the highway and somebody cuts you off, that's an event. Now how you respond to that event is gonna determine the outcome. And so every day, obviously, I have kids. I mean, I have a, a spouse, and and I'm not. And I'll be. And I, my wife would tell you, like, if she was on, on this podcast, she like, man, he's a knucklehead at times. I want to slap him silly, oh, and I'm dropping the ball. Like, I mean, I mess up every day, man. My wife checks me, man. And so <laughs> I get it. I hear you. And so like, I have all these different events, and so I gotta just think about the equals R equals O. Like, hey, Ty, here's another event amongst many other today. And how you respond to this is going to determine your outcome. So, are you going to pop off back, or are you going to just tell your wife, you know, hey, yes, honey, you know, okay, I'll go out here, I'll take care of it, and that way my outcome is cool. So, that's to me. I think that that formula is great for anybody and everybody to have. A, it's always on my mind every day, and sometimes, I mean, a lot of times I'm dropping the ball, and and I, I, I just, hear you, man. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> my outcome is not great sometimes. I I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, and and let's let's kind of go back to that you know professional world. What would you say is the the proudest moment you had in, in your professional career? The proudest moment in my professional man. There's so many of them. <laughs> I would I would say I would go back to. I mean, I've won a lot of medals, of course. I would go back to 2005. 2005, I was coming off of a rock. I was coming. I had a rocky year in track and field. And I was at Penn Relays, which one, it was like a USA versus the world and all these other countries come to Philadelphia uh, and we, we battle. And I was running anchor leg on a four by four relay. It was raining. And for some reason I tripped up with another runner and I fell on my side and I'm laying, I'm face planted down. ESPN, oh. ESPN played it over and over again. And, and it's like, and then I, so I get up, just my adrenaline's pumping, but I kept playing and I, have, I kept telling my coach that I'm having um, pain in my lower abdominal area. He says, go see the physio. So I go see the physio. They do the x-ray. They saw you separated your pelvis. They said, oh. season's over with. It's done. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, it's not done. I was like, give me the, give me the, I said, give me the, the, you know, the, give me any medication that's going to help me to minimize my pain without me testing positive. So I did yeah. 800 Motrin, went over to Europe. I was running, I was spitting up blood, true story. Get in the blood, get into my blocks. Then they have, we have this, I missed, I didn't make the world championship team. So I made the world athletic final, which is all the best 400 meters running, best 400 meter runners in the world. And they put me in lane seven. Lane seven, lane seven is not the greatest lane, but Why? My, my co because you're, you're outside, you're the outside, you really can't see the runners. But for me, it's like, if you're running your race, it shouldn't matter. 
what lane you're in. And my coaches train me that way. They train me to, they train me, they train me to Doesn't be in the worst lanes. Doesn't matter where you lanes. are, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are, to be in the worst lanes. And so they put me in lane seven, the Olympic champion, the world champion was in and everybody. I just ended up, I dropped the bomb on everybody, broke the, I broke the, the, the meat record and I, I couldn't run, I couldn't crack, I couldn't run under 45 all year and I ran 44, uh, 50 something and with the separated pelvis. So for me, wow. that was like that breakthrough, right? That was a breakthrough. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's bring this home here. What is, what is that one thing that you do in this world better than almost anybody that makes you special? Ty, what's your superpower? Uh, I visualize, I visualize a lot. I'm big on visualization and I can, I, I see my, I see my race. I see what I'm going to do way before I do it. So like, so I already, in my mind, I already have a test run. So I have the image and I have step by step by step. And even when I was playing football, I can see the field and I can see every, I, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at what the possible moves are going to be done in my head before it even happens. And I think I'm, I'm really big and I think that helps me because when I see it, it just pumps me up and I see myself, I visualize myself going through my runs or speaking or whatever it may be. And I just get excited. And, and it's like the, the vision is like as clear as day to me in my mind. And, and to me, that's like, I'm really, really big on visualization. Because I believe what you see is what you're going to become and what you're going to do. And I do it. I, I, I believe in that, man. And last but not least, listen, you've been at the top of the top. You've been on that first place pedestal. You've been the fastest guy in the world. You've been at the top of your profession, the top of your sport, something you trained for your whole life. And then you've had that stripped away from you and you've been at the bottom. You've been through some adversity. You've been through some bad shit in your life and you've been through some great shit. Where do you look deep down to either pull yourself up when you're at that bottom, when you're hating, you know, you're hating these people that took that medal away from you. And on the flip side, when you want to show gratitude, when you're there with your six kids and your wife and, and life is just amazing and things are clicking. Ty, what is your North Star? Well, my North Star is this, is that first and foremost is that there would never be a hearse behind my, um, um, there would never be a U-Haul behind my hearse. I'm not taking nothing with me. It's not going to happen. Like and what I, look, what, I, what I look to pick me up is that, I go to my Bible, I read the book of Job. And uh, most people don't know about Job, is Job went through some crap in his life and God allowed Satan to tempt him and Job was rich and he had a great family, he had friends, he had all of that. And when Satan, Satan when uh, God allowed Satan to be able to, to go after Job, he took away his riches, he took away his, he took away his, he wiped out his family, he affected his health. But in the end, like God, Job never cursed God and God blessed him like a hundred times fold. And so when I look at, when I look, read my Bible and I, look, and I think about Job, I think about, well, if he can do it, then I can do it because that's motivation for me. And I know everybody has, everybody has their, their pick me up in life. It may be that, you know, they have their faith or maybe that they go pray or whatever it may be, but that's what picks me up. And I love listening to positive messages. If there's other podcasts, if it's on, if it's, I'm listening on YouTube or if I'm watching a movie, I try to just, I try to keep my circle, my circle positive because I mean, they say like bad company corrupts good character. And, and so I don't want to be a, people that are negative and, and just, you know, constantly just complaining. I mean, I, I don't want to be around those people. I try to encourage them and to motivate them, but if they don't listen, then I just got to back away because I don't want, I don't want that to rub off on me. I love it, man. I love it. I love your story. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, quickly tell us where we could find the book. Tell us where folks could connect with you. Where could they find you? Where could they learn more? Yeah. So my book is not going to be out until June. We're looking at you between June 9th and June 20th, June 20th. And, um, and so that my book will be on Amazon. So you'll be able to get it online and, and then we'll have it up on my website. 
my website. You can also go to my website if you want to book a speaker. I guarantee you that when I come in, I talk about overcoming adversity, leadership, teamwork, whatever. I can motivate your company. Um, if you need, if you, if you have issues in your personal life, you need a life coach. Somebody coach you. I can help you with that. And so my website is www.tyreswashington.com. And you can also hit me up on my social media platforms at the real Tyree S. Washington on Instagram and Tyree S. Washington on Facebook and as well as uh, my uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn account. I love it. Now I'm going to link everybody to this. Ty, thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. It was, it was, it's always great, man, to, to share my story because I believe story change lives, change lives for the better. And, and that's what I'm going to continue to keep doing. Appreciate you, Adam. Good stuff. And to everyone listening, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Please be sure to follow us on all the social media channels. You know those links below. Subscribe, comment, network, share. Remember, take your online offline and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Take care, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.